0: So I'm gonna play the theme song so Brandon can hear this musical genius right here.
1: It's whiskey it It's fine, whiskey,
0: I get it. Yeah, it's good.
1: How many whiskeys? It's fine.
0: Man. That's not bad, right? That is some production. Well, <laughs> He made that for me. Is that, is that a CMA nominee? Yes. Listen, CMA winner and ACM winner. Oh, yeah. man. I, uh, he made that for me, and I remember thinking, that is terrible and also somehow brilliant. Yeah. And then for the rest of That's the weekend, I, I couldn't get it out of my head. It's, like it's kept very catchy. It. It's catchy, so I'm like, you know what? It's a podcast. I like, I like this part. <laughs> yes. So normally, I, I interview people, yep. and we drink. Right. whiskey right so i'm not going to tempt you with whiskey i know you're trying to stay away from that stuff yeah so i'm, I'm a teetotaler
2: is that what it's called now <laughs> yeah that's what it's called yeah no i'm not so but, yeah. um i'm actually the, the dude that doesn't drink anymore that will still buy you drinks to like yes please here take a shot <laughs> it's, encourage other people to do it for yeah, you yeah sure right it, it just uh, i'm a dry drunk
0: uh brandon lee who is the lead singer of Flickr stick and my favorite singer from my favorite band of all time. So we took a hiatus from doing this podcast uh, with COVID because I didn't want to do Zoom interviews and phone interviews. I want I like to talk to people in the same room. And what a great way to start off Season 2 and start new podcasts and to sit here with, like, my, my rock and roll hero. So he doesn't like oh, when I say stuff like no. that, but I can't help it. That's and yes, we've been riding around yes. for like two days now. We have talking, we and I thought we should have been recording this whole thing because yes. you told me such great stories. Oh, I'm glad we haven't.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> some of it we did not need to record. I'm glad that we did not do that. No, I'm joking. That, that would. I'm been, sure that, that would have been will. good. Nothing, nothing that I said to you. I don't think would be mm-hmm. that damaging. Or you could just put allegedly in front of it. We're all
0: good. Well, to to avoid making you just tell the, the story, I'll, I'll give some people the basic facts. So you guys kind of broke through in 2001. Yes. You were on a reality from, TV show. From the great people, state of you know, Tejas. Yes. Um, and you made an album. You made Welcoming Home the Astronauts on your own, right? We
2: made "Welcome Home the Astronauts in 2000 with no label. Well, we had a <laughs> label in Dallas that was called our manager's label, and it, it was just us and drowning pool. And, uh, and so, so there was no label, but, uh, yes, we made, we made an, an album in 2000 by ourselves and it was like 10 grand start to finish, which back then was that's still a decent amount of money, but it was still cheap for, that's, this is before everybody could make an album on their cell phone. You know? Right.
0: People literally making albums on their oh, iPad at their house. Oh
2: yeah,
3: dude, for sure.
0: Nobody's doing that in 2001.
2: Sure. No, 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 no. Still had big. VHS cameras that would you know videotape somebody uh, you know had the big shoulder
0: camera if you wanted to tape a show. Uh, the short version of the story is you were on a show on VH1 called Bands on the Run. You won the show.
2: Yeah, it was supposed to be on MTV, and then it ended up being on VH1. We won. We won a reality show about what it's like to be in a band that isn't big yet, mm-hmm. and they pitted four bands against against each other, and. You went to a different city, and you're supposed to sell merch, and they had to have some kind of metric. So they they said,
0: you know, ticket sales and merch,
2: ticket sales and merch, and then we'll make a competition out of this. And and uh, but we ended up we didn't win because of the ticket sales or merch. But yes, we did. We won the show, Uh, and then I've always wanted to
0: ask you about something. So for people who are Flickerstick fans, who I'm sure will be listening to this because they search this kind of stuff out, right? and I'll make sure I share it with them. But I, we all know that the story of the show, and we all watched the show, and we all saw. And I've heard you tell the story before about how you got on the show. Yeah. And it's fascinating. But
3: I, I don't want to do what that. I was or always, you do. No, no, no. What <laughs> I was always
0: curious, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday, just me and you. But I don't think I've ever heard you tell this. What was it like? The show wrapped in like what January, February? Like it was pretty early. Well, we stopped
2: filming it in. Uh, it went from Halloween to uh, New Year's. Okay, or Christmas Day. So then, that was the filming. But we did one episode, the pilot, like earlier. But yeah, mm-hmm. so we were done at Christmas time. And then it starts running in April. A- April first on 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 April Fool's Day.
0: But then it doesn't end until mid July. So you're still touring during that time. Yep. I saw you play. Seventeen weeks.
2: Oh my gosh! There's I, seventeen episodes.
0: So. I saw you play at the Shim Sham Club in New Orleans, yeah. and you were still in. An old van, uh-huh. Play in your old gear because you won like a hundred thousand yeah. dollars of equipment, but you couldn't use any of it. Yes. And they didn't give it to us yet.
2: <laughs> they didn't give it to you. No. they didn't trust you. They gave us an we owe you an IOU note that says, Hey, <laughs> hey flicker stick, Viacom owes you a hundred thousand dollars in gear, but we're not gonna give it to y'all because you, we know that y'all will, <laughs> y- you'll you'll put it right on stage and everybody's gonna be like, Yeah, cause these broke dudes have, you know, all this new pristine gear all of a sudden? <laughs>
0: Hey, uh did you guys win the show? Yeah. Uh I don't know, we have NDAs, we it can't tell to, you. Why it, do you have giant uh yeah. hashtags? Uh, oh, they, <laughs> they 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 were so sure that I mean that wasn't even
2: that wasn't even on the table to give us the gear because they were worried like that we would get drunk night one anywhere that we like as soon as we left their site they were like these dudes are going to get drunk and tell people they won the show and it's not even near <laughs> like it's got it's got three months of editing and then it's got to air for three months it's six months away we had to we had to basically keep silent for six months uh, about being the winners and to be honest i don't know if we really did i just think that we didn't get caught but we didn't we didn't actively tell anybody but i can't i don't know it seems like It seems like some of our friends knew that weren't supposed to know. And so it was one of those like murder mystery bad Mm -hmm. movies where it's like, you know, a group of four accidentally kill someone and then one goes home and tells his best friend and don't say anything. Don't say anything. And the next thing you know, there's more murders and shit like that trying to hide it. I don't know how we didn't fuck it up, but we didn't we didn't to a point where they legally came after us. But, yeah, no, they didn't give us the gear.
0: I remember after I saw this show in New Orleans, I think it was June. I remember the Shim Sham. The Shim Sham Club. It was a great night for me, man. I I, I, I discovered rock and roll in a different Ugh. way. Like, I'd seen the Pumpkins, and I'd seen all these concerts, and I, I played in bands. But, like, something about that show that night, you guys on stage, I know you hear this all the time. I hate oh, to just man. sit here and tell you how great you no. are. but no. It was so freaking awesome. But I remember thinking, well, they're in the old van. And this is a 22-year-old brain. Like, I don't know how any of this works. Yeah. They're like, well, they're in the old van, and they're all playing their old gear. And they don't seem like they're they don't seem like they're any different than they <laughs> were on TV. So I guess they didn't win. So like we, we went into watching the rest of the show, me and my friends it, right. thinking Yeah, it, all right, you know, well this, they're gonna lose. That was probably early on
2: in, in the in the in the airing of the show because I remember we started touring like uh a week or two before the show started to air and we were going east, so we would have gone <laughs> from Dallas through Louisiana. So that was probably early so y'all probably still had a good amount of episodes to like ponder mm-hmm. did this band win we, or not. <laughs> yeah, we didn't we didn't think you won. Well, I told you that Corey had a t-shirt on towards the end when it was getting close where we could, you know, where it was revealed and uh we just started getting antsy and stuff. Um uh and Corey had a shirt that he got made for him that said we uh, OUI like French we and then JUHN Juan. J-U-A-N. Sorry. <laughs> J-U-H-N. Right. Yeah, we won. And he would – and so – but uh, I, nobody you – know, maybe the maybe the French versus the Spanish name. Threw people off. Might have, yeah. They'd be like, dude, what, what is that? <laughs> Why? So – but yeah, no.
0: So what happens between the show, if you can remember, Uh, you, it's like mid-July, the show airs, you won. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now you can tell people you won. How we did it have fast? To tell people. Well, yeah. How fast did it, okay? You know, steamroll? Because I saw you play well, the Groovy Mule in Denton, it and it was like a whole different show.
2: Well, here's the thing, though. It, it, the, the, the having the fact that the public know that we were the winners didn't really. I mean, it didn't really change much for us because the, the what changed is when the show started to air. Like before anybody yeah. knew that we won, but the fact that we were on TV, it took about I think I've said this before. It took about three episodes. like So three weeks is uh, on every Sunday, right? So the first Sunday, of course, nobody knew who we were yet. And they were just like, well, well our hometown knew because we were already starting to see a lot of weird shit come up because the the press from VH1 to promote the show, there were commercials. Like, like I remember watching us on Entertainment Tonight. Remember that show when mm-hmm. we were kids? Like, my mom watched that show every night religiously when I was a kid. Entertainment Tonight, with the theme song, da 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 and there would be whatever stars on there. And I remember uh, a couple of months before anything about the show came when the promotion was starting, there was, like, uh, I was told, like, watch Entertainment Tonight tonight, right? So I did, and I hadn't seen it in a decade. Anyway, it brought me back to when I was a kid. And all of a sudden, we were on, as a, like us and the other three bands, were on an episode or, a, you know, a promotional thing for that about the show starting to air so, so in our hometown, and I'm sure in other bands, hometowns, towns like Buzz started to go, but the general public had no idea. So, uh, the so the the first two episodes, nothing really happened because it was you know, you know, you can't, you're not going to get famous off of being on, right. You know, eight minutes of one episode. But by the third episode, we were playing in Austin uh, with SR71, I think it was, and it was like a weeknight or something. Anyway, and. Uh, and so we we were all five walking to play the show on Sixth Street in Austin, which is you know obviously busy with 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 young people that are drinking and stuff that would watch the show, and and we we realized that it had hit because like I guess it's because we were all five together and it was easy to kind of like oh those are those guys and, and it's like because we went from like n- no experience of like real kind of fame or whatever or like you know being recognized to like. In one night, it was like, oh, my God, because there was, like, all of all of Sixth Street was basically pointing at us and going, like, dude, that's, those. that's this dude. They didn't know our name <laughs> yet, either. They were like, those are those drunk guys on the show. <laughs> that's that drunk band from Texas. The drunk band from Texas. Yeah. And then so and we started getting followed, and, like, it got a little bit mobby. And, and from that point on, like, all through the show's airing and then for years to come, at least a couple years, like, it— you know, it was, it was madness. Like, I I don't know. I, I, it's hard for me to say how it was like, because it's, it's, you know, who wants to hear somebody talk about how, how like, you know, they got to become, you know, so, so whatever famous, but it was, it wasn't like we were just a band. Like, you know, we for good or for bad. And it's not all fun, but like, it was such a drastic change in it. And, and I, I, I guess few people get to experience how, how crazy it could be going from obscurity or, or, you know, just being a a person, not of of, a public, you know, uh, being recognized all the time to, to in like a week, like you can't, you're at a flying J truck stop in Madison, Wisconsin or wherever, like anywhere. And if there's more than a couple of people, it could get weird. And it didn't matter where you were. Mm -hmm. And, and granted, if you were in a big city, like it, you couldn't like there was a couple of years of my life where where like like I was dating a girl at the time when all this was happening and I had to reach I had to change everything that I did because it was it, it was impossible to do stuff in public for a while. And it and that's that's bizarre because for the big stars that we all know, like the Justin Timberlakes and all that stuff, like they have people, they have money, and they have right. people that Tell them, like, don't do that. You can't go do that now. That's a bad idea. Or, you know, the handlers will stop this from happening. But, like, we were just on our own. And all of a sudden, like, it was very much like a, no, baby, we cannot go to that, you know, restaurant because right now there will be a problem. Like, we won't we won't get to talk. We won't get to eat. It will just become a meet and greet. Mm-hmm. Or people just basically yelling at me. And, and she was like, I don't believe it. And, and I was like, okay, let's go. So we, I was like, pick anywhere, pick anywhere you want to go in public, and and and, and like within five minutes there was, it was just people that were nicely mm-hmm. coming up and going like, hey, you know, you're the guy can you Take take picture of and it got to a point where it got scary. It got scary because you didn't know what to do if it got out of hand, and especially at night if you went out drinking. Right. So, and you don't
0: know who's safe and you don't know who's well that, got we, good intentions. We all found out the,
2: the hard way. You don't think about <clears throat> when you think about becoming famous or recognizable everywhere, you don't think about your safety. You just think of all the cool shit that'll happen to you. Right. You're thinking, like, dude, that'd be awesome. Like, I could do anything. And a lot of that is true. You can do way more than you should. Like, it's it's just, it's, it's all kinds of mess. You know, like, there's a line to go do something, whatever there's a line for. You don't have to, you know, like, it's crazy. They will go like, oh, yeah, come on in. Like, it's you crazy. Know, but most... that's not, it's just nuts because, like, you know, people would, if you went out to a bar and you're, you become where that whole bar knows you when you walk in the door. Like, right. everybody. That doesn't mean everybody's a fan of yours.
0: Right. They just know you. Or Some people even if they're
2: just... a fan, they might get drunk and think, like, it's going to be fun to go punch the fucking famous dude in the face. Because of I, I feel like doing because I'm drunk, or yeah. it'll be bragging rights. They might. I mean, I've had I've had people that had said that you know I even like your band, and they were just fucking with me just because they just were yeah. being assholes.
0: Well, and I, it, it got it got scary for a long time. It did. With most bands, I think uh, most bands it, don't
2: experience. No, that.
0: No, if you if you become famous, you have songs on the radio, and then you're selling records and selling tickets. You still don't reach a level of right of TV fame. Uh, um. Yeah. What's Adam's name from Maroon 5? I'm uh, drawing a blank. Oh, you know. Adam Levine. Adam Levine. He said, uh, I I heard him say that, you know, he'd been in a band with number one hits and platinum records and. Sold out arenas, and then he went on TV, and within two yes. weeks of being on TV, he realized that was a level of famous that he was not prepared for. He thought he was famous. Yeah. And then, no, you know, we, and right. Keith Urban, bringing this right. to country for the few people that are right, listening right, to this right, that, right. that are country fans, because it's, it's my show, um... Keith Urban has talked about how you know I thought I I thought I was famous. Or Kenny Chesney married Renee Zellweger right. for a little yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, I thought I was famous, and then all of a sudden I was married to her, and that is not we, the same we, type of thing.
2: Well, fame. it's not, and 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 when we realized how different it was is was by playing with other really big bands that were like <laughs> like we played with Thirty Seconds to Mars a, a few times, and like Jared Leto's a movie star. That dude is uber uber famous. And the rest of his band is not except for to their fans. Right. So they could go anywhere, really. <laughs> and he they, can't. If they weren't in the venue or the festival, if they could walk three blocks in any direction, they were anonymous. But Jared obviously couldn't. But Jared and uh, Jason Schwartzman from Phantom Planet, they were our opening act for five, I saw them open for, for you
0: in Baton Rouge. And yeah.
2: Schwartzman is also famous. But Schwartzman was shocked of how famous – You know, I hate to say this, but like, like the five of us were on our own. Schwartzman and I would go to eat down the street, and like a lot of times, he may get recognized, he may not, because you know he wasn't. He was he was famous though. He was just breaking through. I think at that point. But he's from a Hollywood family. He knows fame, and he was like, he was shocked of the level of like that. He was like, dude, you're like, this is bizarre. Like, you can't go anywhere. And I was like. I thought you could neither. He's like, well, no, I can't. I can't and I can't. But he was like, but bands aren't like this. Normally, if usually if there's that, it's like a maybe it's the singer or somebody. Mm-hmm. But like it's it's not normal to like. And now people go, well, their favorite band. Of course, you know, all five guys. Right. Right. That's not what I'm talking about, because there are bands that, like I said, if they play a, a big show, yeah, they experience that in the venue setting Mm-hmm. maybe if they're you know at right outside of where they are or occasionally but you know after that show's over and they leave the venue they have a night off the next town and there's no show they, they can walk and do whatever they want unless you're u2 or guns and roses or something like that you know like 99 of the bands even big bands nobody's gonna be messing with them you know very much unless it's like one of those one of those weird people but for us it mm-hmm. wasn't like that it was it was full on it was like it was a change your life thing it was like a, you had to rethink how to do everything and and i'm i'm glad it's not to that level now it's weird to say that but like it there was a lot of good parts and i'm not going to lie but it was weird to to wake up and go like go to try to go clothes shopping and then realize that or especially if you're to rush you had to go like i need to go to this store and this store and this store to get stuff for the tour or mm-hmm. for my mom's birthday and then you know if it was crowded in some place and you were in a rush, you only had five minutes to go in and get what you need and get out. You couldn't do that. Like you couldn't do that. You could, but you'd have to literally be like the rudest motherfucker on the planet. Sorry, I don't know if I can say no, that. No,
0: it's fine. Did you change the way you dressed when you wanted to do it? Did you have like an incognito? Because you had a pretty recognizable style twenty years uh, ago.
2: Yeah, no, there was a there was a while for about a year or two after the show, like it wouldn't I mean I didn't I didn't change how I dressed uh too much, but there were my mom would make me like if we when I was home from tour and we wanted to spend some time together, she would like make me put on a ball cap. I never wore baseball caps. Right. She would make me put on like a ball cap and like, I don't know, big baggy shirt or something. And so therefore we might get some time because in and, and that that fame is a weird thing where it, you know, it affects you in good and bad ways. But it doesn't just affect you. It affects your relationship with with people that love you. And not always is it fun. It's fun at first. The first time or the first couple of times that you're interrupted at having dinner or lunch with your mom, she's ecstatic about it. She's like, oh, no, please. Oh, yeah, look at my Come baby. Come right on over. Yeah. Oh, that's my baby. <clears throat> yes, of course he'll sign that. They'll even promote you. They'll pimp oh, you absolutely. out. Absolutely, They'll pimp you out of like, no, he's going to sign and take all the pictures y'all want. Cut to like, you know, lunch number six. And they're going like, I haven't seen him. Could y'all please just wait till we're done with lunch? I have not talked to my son, and then it goes from that to like you have to wear a disguise,
0: <laughs> and the the gradual but yeah. it, you know, and it um, becomes annoying, and, 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 a,
2: and a lot of relationships too. You know, I, I was I dated some different uh, some different relationships of different people where it was the same thing. At first, it was oh my god, this is so cool, oh that oh look at that, it's awesome, you know, and then it went to slightly annoyed. And then it went to full on like, leave him the fuck alone. Leave um, us alone. He's, I don't care if you think he's a rock star, blah, blah, blah. You don't need to bug us like that. We're trying to fight. I'm mm-hmm. trying to yell at him. You're prohibiting me from yelling at him in public because you want to take a picture. Dude, they, would, they would be breaking up. I'd be like going like, babe, I'm sorry. I didn't know that was going on. And there'd be somebody going like, excuse me, excuse, excuse me. me. Can you sign this? Can you, can you say hi to my husband on my <laughs> cell phone? Can you leave myself up my husband a message? I'm oh he'll love it. And my in my girlfriend at the time's trying to yell at me. She's going like, excuse me, who are you? No, he's not gonna leave a message. Well, I need him to sign this real fast. She's like, We're in an argument. They don't give a fuck. They don't care. They do not care.
0: People don't care.
2: You could be you could be bleeding from like an art like an artery under, you know, somewhere important on your body and people would be like, uh hey, yeah, you can deal with that in a second. I need to get this picture with you real fast.
0: Well, if there's if T V fame or movie star fame is like here and Musician fame is lower down, and pe- right. less people recognize you. Radio fame is like way lower yeah, down. I
3: guess so, right? Okay,
0: but like, I, I had not to make this about me, but but I always tell people that this podcast is you mean, this is mean, not an interview. Do you mean visi- vi- like visually, because oh. obviously with radio, no, but you know because of social media. Like twenty years ago, nobody knew right. who radio people were unless we had billboards and TV right, commercials. Right, yeah. Now, because of social media and yeah. websites and stuff. A lot of people, we have like 300,000 followers because, on Facebook, yeah. but they, they know what we look you, like. They know what you look like. Right, So right, right. And they listen. every. I've had people come up to me because they recognize my voice. I bet. I was sitting in a restaurant. I um, but I, I was told that you were famous. <laughs> you were told that I was famous. But I was. you have no idea. And I love that. Brandon, I, didn't, I didn't know. Uh, no, well. It took
2: me a couple of weeks to figure out. Like I was like, what does Patrick do again? <laughs> because the people that were telling me this, they were very vague. I don't know why, but they were like, oh, he's in the business. I'm like, that, uh, that's great. No, that's great. No, I... He's a producer. Well, okay. Yeah. And then I had to piece this together, you know, like 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 Hansel and Gretel, like um, like, like like crumbs. Well. The trail of, of information.
0: The radio show that I, and I told you a little bit of this, the radio show that I work for primarily uh, is called Big D and Bubba. And we have been on the air for, I've been with them 22 years. Oh, yeah. But I, we I live in Nashville. We have not had a station in Nashville for 10 years. So our sh- our show is on all over the country in a hundred other cities and all over the world on um, Armed Forces Network, but. It's not on in Nashville. And so I've been, I have been. had to tell my wife, who I've only been with for five years, we just got a Nashville affiliate three weeks ago. Y'all are, so we're y'all are on screwed the air now. Here. You're screwed yeah, now. You want to know why? Because it's been working. It's been working. And you've chosen to live in a city that, that hasn't
2: had you on radio yet. So now that they have you on radio...
0: It's just going to change in that whole, life. No, if I get out, if I'm in a restaurant in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, or Tyler, Texas, or or uh Aberdeen Washington or lo- Pe- Longview Texas yeah people oh yeah people know yeah people people will come up and ask for and, I, and, and that's awesome. the that same thing but but here nobody knows and so I'm right and my wife's been with me like at concerts in New Orleans yeah or in places where people will come up and there and a line will start yeah. and people are taking pictures with me and she's yep. like what is happening here I said yeah. I told you I was famous yes but she didn't believe me. I just became a Jedi yeah, yeah exactly but i'm a little bit worried about how she's going to react to, not just that but also the fact that people can listen like people you don't know are listening yeah she's like like my mother-in-law and father-in-law are not going to start listening to my radio show now right. you know but but that doesn't mean my mother-in-law's neighbor's right.
1: friend yeah, who no, does her that's nails a, isn't gonna that's a know. weird
2: thing too yeah sure yeah because so, like i said you know if you if you do become at, at a level that that it, it doesn't just affect you; it affects it affects the people around affects, you. It affects your your mother in law's friend. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's weird. It's weird to have to go like I it need is. to. I need to think about how this will affect my mother in law's well, friend. And I down can't the imagine
0: being you guys. And I know you had Paul uh, was was with you at the time, and you had a good team like Mick and some people that keep yeah. you get you from city to city. But like you didn't have a record label no. behind you. You didn't have an, the infrastructure, and you went from being guys touring in a van playing our old instruments and nobody and people start to know who you are and then all of a sudden overnight you're yeah you're on a tour bus you get know, all this stuff and yeah. you still don't even have a, a single out on the radio no uh
2: our, our first big major label meeting like uh, the meeting that you're that you would always dream about back then if you wanted to get signed to a big label that was what everybody was trying to do back then and we our, we got a meeting after this is after bands on run had aired we finally got to go upstairs to the big high rise and we said and this is what these two executives at—I won't name the label—but like, like they were one was telling the other one, like one knew us mm-hmm. and and who like, about us, and then the other one who I guess was slightly bigger in, in in you know up the chain did not. So one's having in front of us, one's having to explain to the other one like who the fuck we are
0: and, <laughs> and so he, why this is a good yeah. idea.
2: And so he's going like, dude, no, these these are the guys I was telling you about. They're on the show, you know the the BH one thing, you know the the younger band that. The band that has no single out, the band that has no label, the band that is selling out venues mm-hmm. that our bands that are on their second record are, selling are, out. Are, are opening for bands that would have as many. Like, they're outdrawing our bands that have had two full records out. And this just started. Like, we don't know where this is going. And so then the other guys go like, oh, oh, whoa. Well, that's interesting. Come on in, guys. Let's mm-hmm. talk. And so stuff like that would happen. So it was we didn't realize because we were naive, you know. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't know any better. So we knew we were on a TV show that was, but you know, there was like four million viewers a week. That's insane amount of of of, of, of like momentum.
0: And by the way, that doesn't exist now, right? Like a, a hit reality that's shows now
2: there, don't have that many viewers. That, that's why there are no quote unquote rock stars anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or
2: there's, and, it, and I'm telling you this, I'm sure I'm not the first one to come up with this, but like people ask that on on the internet all the time. They're like, "Why isn't there any more big icons?" Except they always name rock. I mean, you know, there there's some pop stars, of course. I'm not saying that there's not, but I'm saying that you know, a lot of a lot of the pop stars that you and I know, even the the, the recent ones, Taylor Swift or whoever like, they're mm-hmm. younger, but they still came up when the when stuff was slightly different. You know, they've been around 10 years. Right. But it's because like when you and I had two rock stations to listen to, that was the only was choices it. you and had, and that's how
0: people became famous.
2: So even if the band was shit, you knew. I how many times do you know every word to a song that uh, from a band that you don't even like? <clears throat> because, a lot of times, because you're like, I have to hear that. It's on rock radio now. There's these bands I do like. There's these bands I don't like. It doesn't matter. I still know every song to Bare Naked Ladies stuff. They're a good band, but they're not my thing. But I knew every song that made them big. Blah 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 blah. Right. Right. So, I mean, you know, now it's like everybody's got their own thing. You know, it's, it's all, it's, it's, it's all shot. It's fragmented. It's yeah. yeah. It's like, because like w- there was a Ansley, the girl who played with me last night. She's now 28, 29. So uh, five years ago when she was, you know, still in her early 20s, she got mad. We had this argument, right? She said, I'm tired of you 40 plus year old guys saying that the scene's so different now. Right. And that, mm-hmm. that, uh, that there's no big you know, no big bands or it's not, it's not the same because it, you know, it, it makes it harder on us because we're trying to come up and do the same thing, but it's hard because everybody just says like, Oh yeah, it's, it's so different. And uh, she goes, and so I said, okay, well name me a, a, an icon, uh, name me a rock icon that anyone could know who you're talking about. Not like some, not a person that's in a big indie band that only you and I would know, but like somebody that is an icon. Name me a rock icon of the la- that's under the age of let's say, uh, say 30 years old. Most of the ones that we know were dead by 27, right. so it shouldn't be that hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you get if you guys got one, your age group that you're talking about, and I was like, Name me one, and she couldn't do it. So, I said 35, under 35, and she, she couldn't do it. And I said 40, and she couldn't do it. And I was like, And she goes, Well, who do you think it is? And I said, well, in in rock, as we're talking about, you know, I was like, probably Jack White. And Jack White's older than me. Ja- and, and at the time, mm-hmm. I was 43. And I go, and Jack White's my age. Mm-hmm. And we are, we're the same year. So, like, the, my point was 40 and under. I'm the biggest band I can 40 years of. old and under right yeah. now. She couldn't name me one that we would consider absolutely An icon and it's not that there's not good music i'm not
0: plugged into rock and roll music as much as i used right. to be because i'm so country. into country yeah. but well country's country's a
2: different animal
0: oh absolutely but the biggest rock band i can think of right now that's under that is Greta Van Fleet and Greta Van Fleet is amazing young. and everybody loves them and they're very young they're all under 25 but right right right, right. But are they I, icons? they're not—they're not that level, and I don't know and if they're they'll a big ever. Band. They're huge. That's the for thing. what you can be. Well, it's like that and a rock band Now it's like that
2: question. Like, could could Nevermind by Nirvana? Could would that still be a thing if it came out next week? Like, would it? Me, be, my, would it man, have, have a chance? I want to say yes.
1: I, I want to say yes, but I don't to, know. It's hard
2: to say. It's hard to say. It, but people always think that, oh, you're saying that the bands that now aren't as good. And I'm like, no, that's not the argument. I'm definitely not saying that. They are as good. It's just that the machine is different.
0: Well, you just said that the show you were on had 4 million viewers a week. and There's no shows like that. It's not just music, like television shows.
3: Right, no. A well, giant television it, show it, on isn't
0: cable. It,
2: isn't it because like everybody's more concerned about what how many Instagram followers they have? They are, but
0: also it's because there's more...
2: More channels, yeah, yeah. So absolutely.
0: A, a huge TV show on cable right now yeah. gets like just over a million views.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's so and that's that's a so, big show,
0: like you said, fractured. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, it's remember crazy. how big Jersey Shore was on MTV? Oh yeah, like, that was like, a big I thing. Couldn't like I didn't watch it, but I knew right. about it because it was big. They didn't get four million views a week, right? Because because it was already broken up. And we now. were we were back then. We were up against
2: Survivor, and and oh man, this sucked so bad because I love the Sopranos, the show, mm-hmm. and. When our shit started airing on the April first or whatever uh, of two thousand one, so did the Sopranos on Sunday night against us, like on HBO. And I was like, and that back then Sopranos that was by far like everybody's favorite thing to right. watch. Like, it, I mean, it was like Game of Thrones now or whatever. So like every Sunday, so really it was like on the Tuesday they would re air our show from Sunday on Tuesdays. So it really wasn't till Tuesday because everybody missed Sunday by watching the Sopranos or Survivor. And so then they would catch it on Tuesday. But you know, whatever. That was, that was,
0: I was watching it. Was 20 it on years Sunday. ago.
2: Hey, it got nominated for an Emmy. That's right. You guys went to the Emmys, didn't you? Yeah. Yes, <clears throat> we did. Corey and I went to the Emmys, yes. But uh, we, we were just told, we were told like it, like in, in passing, they're like, hey, man, Flickr sticks up for uh, Flickr Bands on the Runs got nominated for Best New Reality Show or whatever. The, 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 the uh, you know, I don't remember the exact term of whatever the 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 award would be under, but it was something reality show. We lost a Survivor, but we were like, "That's a big deal." Nobody told us, not like our band did, but like right. the show that basically, The show that you were on, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now, because now uh, people that do remember that that we were on a reality show, if there are guys around our age that want to like stab me a little bit about it, they'll go like. Oh yeah, Mr. Uh I was on reality T V back in the day or something, you know, that Bands on the Run show on BH One. I'll be go I'll go Emmy nominated Bands on the Run. <laughs> just to throw it back at him a little bit. Like he make fun of me about yeah. it. I don't care, but yeah. at least at least get it, you know, say it the correct way. That's right. Emmy nominated. Give me the credit while it where it's due. <laughs> and it, no, I don't care. I just think it's funny to kind of toss that back at him because they're not
0: prepared for it. They're like, oh damn. Do you think the What happened with Epic? I mean, just give us a little bit, if you don't mind. I mean, did it just never—was it the Sony-BMG merger?
2: Epic wasn't the problem. Epic was—that's the thing. It's weird because it seems like Epic was the problem, but Epic wasn't the problem. Epic was doing everything. Epic was on point with everything that that they did with us until 9-11. Well, yeah. They literally they were they were about we were about to shoot our third video for for Coke that was their that was the single that they really knew. Beautiful was not our single. It was released as a single, mm-hmm. but that was really so. Unbeknownst to me till till this time that we were you know signed to Epic. Like when you hear a single from a first single from a band, you think like that's their hit. Well, a lot of times that is because they only have one possible hit, or the label thinks they only have one right. hit. Well, if you're fortunate enough that the label thinks you have more than one, then they'll do they'll do like, all right, we think that they have three singles, three hits. So they'll do the weakest one as a leadoff.
0: Yeah, just throw it out there a little test balloon. Yeah, yeah,
2: and then they'll and then if that one hits as well as it should, then it should really make the second one. So they do it like, you know, like a bat up lining, you know, like you know, a a batter's lineup. And so Smile had already been released by VH1. And so that was sort of a first single. And then Beautiful was the one from Epic. And then uh, Coke was the big one. And Coke was set to be released in October of 01. And we were going to shoot the video for Coke right after, I think, at the beginning of October. So Epic had had, I mean, that beautiful video, which is, you know, it's a good video. But that thing cost like $300,000 to oh make. Oh, my God. That we have to recoup, mind you. But like. Because there's helicopter shots. It doesn't look like it's that much, but it, it cost $300,000 to make, which I at the time was like, why? Like we do, we should have never, I didn't know that they were going to spend that much money on it. I'd have rather made a video for $40,000 that was just, you know, kind of artsy-fartsy. Right. And, and That'd have been fine. But anyway, I mean, they they really, and they they had Tom Moralgey remix the record. They really pushed it until that day. And then after 9-11 and that show didn't happen that they were, you know, all of the, 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 the machine was coming to that show.
0: Yeah, I told that story on the Big D and Bubba podcast just a little bit. I yeah, said, you "Well, people know, are
2: like, well, why did that show matter so much if y'all were already signed to Epic? Well, because
0: big, there's, may I? There's yeah. people at the label who had nothing to do with signing you. The marketing yes, team, the, 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 the big rest wigs. of the A and R team. Yeah. You know, the the big wigs, the, the ones brass, that the, the ones the the that president, have to sign off on it too. Yeah, exactly. And then there's the sales staff, the promotion staff that takes it to radio. And, there's and all these buddies, people at the label. Their buddies
2: at the late night shows and, and SNL and and, and maybe they all
0: the favors that they
2: can do. That's right. Right, all of those guys, yeah, all like, those bookers it's,
0: are there. Uh, it's, it's the machine. It's, so all those guys may have seen you or known that you were on TV. They and maybe they've listened to the record, and yeah. the record is great, especially after they remixed it. But that live show, yeah, they were that all, live show they was... all mm,
2: slated to come uh, to that show. That, that's a, that's why it was on. We weren't even going to come back to New York for that tour, because we'd already been there twice. Mm-hmm. We'd we well, played the Wetlands three nights in a row a couple of months before, and that's really what got us signed. And so we weren't going to play New York. We were going to just skip it and go down. But uh, Epic demanded. They were like, "We y'all need to play in Manhattan. That way, the the new president mm-hmm. I can't remember her name now, and and everybody affiliated, everybody that needs to see y'all, it it sign up. All they got to do is stay for like three or four songs and go like, yeah, oh yeah, cool, like them. Let's Get do it. this. Mm-hmm. That's all that needed to be done. And it, and, and that machine would have kicked in like it does for. For bands that end up having this as a career for the rest of their lives, and and could be a lot of money,
0: right? So you sell out Irving Plaza, in it, yeah, in Manhattan. Yep. it's like twelve hundred people. Yep, that's would by the way, a band in New York. A new that's band, a big deal. A, a new band with no new York no single out, yeah. no songs of the radio. You just sold out Irving Plaza, which is massive, and that show was supposed to happen. At 8 p.m. on... 9-11, yeah. Tuesday, September 11th, yes. 2001. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. it didn't... It never happened.
2: You no, know, it didn't. We were in... We the, There was a, a two-and-a-half-month-long tour schedule. It started in August. And right in the middle of it, it said 9-10 NYC, night off. And we only had, like, a few nights. We, we used to do, like, 23, 24 days in a row and then have a night off. So it said night off, uh, 9-10, 2001. And then it said... Uh, in nine eleven, Irving Plaza sold out, and then it had two, three more weeks of touring down to south, down to Florida. And so when you look over it at first, you didn't think anything of it. Nine eleven hadn't happened yet. And you're like, mm-hmm. ooh, there's a night off. And so that you know, that's that's. I still have that tour schedule. So yeah, we were supposed to play there, and it, you know, we were staying in Lower Manhattan and all that. But like, I, this got. I think this started with your asking me the question of what happened with Epic. Yeah, so what happens
0: after that? Like I mean, it, This is what it happens just, after yeah.
2: that. Uh nothing. Like so we keep we keep touring and mm-hmm. most most of the bands went home. Uh not all of them I guess, but like uh we only know that cuz the venues when we kept touring they were like y'all are the only like you and like one other band is the only ones even playing right now. But you played the Stone Pony the next day, didn't we you? We played the Stone Pony the next In night. New Jersey. Yeah, well no, it was so weird, like it was so odd that we didn't know what we didn't know what was going to happen with the rest of this. We knew it was a tragedy, but we didn't know like how much this would affect everything or anyone. Or you know, we didn't know. So uh, the next night we played. Obviously, we didn't play that night of nine eleven. I mean, shit. Uh, but the next night, Stone Pony called, or that morning, they or the night of nine eleven later on, whenever when the phones would work because our phones didn't work till like like I think it was almost midnight that night. Nobody's phones worked. If you were in Lower Manhattan, you didn't have couldn't call anybody. That's something people don't know unless you're there in that particular part. Everything stopped. There were no cell phones. So once that first plane hit, especially when the second plane hit, it wasn't like you could call people. Yeah. You know, and, and if there was a phone booth, which is rare these days, even even in 2001 they'd already removed a lot of phone booths in New York because of cell phones. I mean there was full-on fights going on for those so we just had to wait it out and we all had our cell phones on a table to like monitor if any one of them rang so we could tell people that we were alive you know that we were okay and it it was it was nighttime before anybody's cell phone rang and it was my Motorola flip phone from 2000 you know when of 2001 uh that rang and I was not paying attention and, and and somebody yelled at me i can't remember who they're like Brandon, Brandon, your phone's, ringing. your phone's ringing. Like answer it, because it had been ten hours of right. no contact, and it was it was this it is it's it's funny now, but uh, when my phone rang, Deep Blue Something was in Boston on tour, and they had produced our the Pipes Brothers, the singer and the and the guitar player had produced Astronauts, right? And so they knew where we were, and so my phone rings, and everybody's like, answer it, dude. So I flip it open and I answer it. And I hear this voice. And you know, I know everybody doesn't know this person, but the guitar player and singer of, of Deep with Something who produced a record, Toby Pipes, is uh he's he's a great dude. I love the dude to death. And he's got kind of a higher voice. He sings on the end of beautiful. He's on mm-hmm. the he's on the track. But this is what I hear is I'm like, yes, hello, hello, hello. And I hear Toby go like, hey, man, uh are you guys like all right <laughs> and like i obviously he might have been partaking in something mm-hmm. in his hotel room i could tell and he's like aren't y'all like supposed to be in new york right now <laughs> and i'm like yes toby jesus christ yes and he's like dude like are you guys okay and we're like yes but none of our phones work you have to help us like you know can you do and he's like so do you guys like need me to call people for y'all? or something? And we're like, yes, yes, yes. He's like, oh, cool, man. Well, look, write me down the numbers and I'll do it. And Toby sat up for however long it took. And everybody wrote down like, you know, the most important, like your mom, dad, your girlfriend, your wife, whoever mm-hmm. needed to be notified. And he called and said, they're alive. You know? Oh, my gosh. And I'll end it at this. This is the craziest part. So, well, that's not crazy. So the tour manager got a call from the Stone Pony and said, are y'all playing tomorrow night? You know, we, I guess we need to know. And and our tour manager's like, I mean, are y'all going to be open? And they're like, if y'all show up, yeah, we'll have the show. Sure. Wow. It, because the people had tickets, they didn't want to do the refund thing, all mm-hmm. that. I don't know, whatever. So, but, you know, our bus was on the island. It wasn't parked in Jersey already, like sometimes it is. So our tour manager said, well, if we can get off, because, you know, everybody's still stuck in, in Manhattan.
0: Yeah, all the tunnels yeah. and bridges were yeah. closed.
2: Yeah, it was. I mean, we weren't going anywhere. So he goes, if we can make it over there, which isn't far because it's just over the river, then we'll play the show. And so, you know, we all went to sleep or whatever. I don't really remember a lot after that. And we woke up really, really early and got in the bus at like 8 a.m. to go like 45 minute drive, which would normally be maybe an hour tops to get to Stone Pony. And we thought it would take All day or we might not even ever make it off. Right. So we're in the bus and all the windows are open and we've got our elbows. We're looking out uh, to see the sights because, you know, there was so much crap going on. We were right at the edge of being evacuated. And so we started driving to the to the GWB or whichever bridge that gets us over there. And and so we're expecting to be stuck in traffic. Right. And I remember like looking around going like to on the streets through the bus as it's lurching along. And I'm like, there's no one out here. Mm-hmm. Like there was, it was weird. There was no cabs. It was like, we had, it, it seemed like a green light, like just the whole way. It was bizarre. It was like that movie vanilla sky where there's like, also there's nobody,
0: there's nobody there. there.
2: Yeah. It was weird. And so I went up by, uh, to the driver and I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, are we just cruising like out of Manhattan right now? And he was like, Dude, I don't know. This is, I've never seen it's this. It's like a before. zombie movie.
1: There's no And we, we
2: got there in like 30, 45 minutes or whatever, like early shit. And, and there wasn't even anybody at the venue yet. So we parked at the venue to at the Stone Pony and Ashbury Park. The beach is right there, like right there. So, you know, we were all just traumatized as everybody was. And so we went down to the beach because we had nothing to do. We had nowhere to go. And we got out of the bus. We went down to the beach and some of the guys were taking their shoes and socks off and walking on the beach. And then like. A little bit later when whoever shows up at the Stump Pony that works there, he goes, Hey, yells at us at the beach. He goes, Y'all need to put your shoes and socks on. Get off that beach before you get a hypodermic needle stuck in your foot.
1: <laughs> and, he's like, and he was like, Welcome
2: to Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and so so we went in and we yeah, we ended up playing that show. But, but yeah, did people show
0: up? Did it I mean it was there was we had like a, I think it was I,
2: I can't I don't remember how big Stump Pony was, but it was it's probably around a like a 1500 capacity or something like that we had we almost had it sold out and out of that amount of tickets 850 people showed up so it was more than half so it was still packed but i i have to say i don't remember much of that show i don't know if anybody mm-hmm. in the band does to be honest with you because obviously we were self-medicating real heavily and yeah. so was the crowd all I can remember of the stone P- I don't even remember what it looks like. I do remember sort of like flashes of playing where but I don't remember playing. I remember collectively crying trying to get through mm-hmm. songs like the band and the crowd. It was such a mess of people's emotions. And I've never seen anything like it. 912 was just insane. It's it was crazy. like every song we would try to play would we would somebody would have a breakdown. And couldn't finish the song. And so we would try to do another one. And then it was just madness. And that's all I remember of that
0: um you just reminded me of something i completely forgotten um i i was going to say this earlier but i usually tell people that you're this isn't really supposed to be an interview i usually just make whoever's in here with me my co-host so i end up telling stories too but you i'm so fascinated by everything you're saying i'm just letting you i'm just this is the the most like an interview this podcast has ever been but i do want to tell one story because i just remembered it for the first time in 20 years i i there was a girl i met uh, named, I'm not going to say her name. This is a girl I met at college, and um, you're going invited... to make your mother-in-law's neighbors no friend yeah. pissed off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's this girl,
0: and I rem- what I remember was that uh, me, and my friend Damien... And his then-girlfriend and his brother, we all went to Denton, Texas, yeah. to see Flickerstick play the Groovy Mule, the first show after they had won I do remember that the show. Thing. It was like uh, late August um, in this show, and we want, we knew that was kind of like your hometown, and that's where you and Corey went to school, yeah, right? Like, so that, was we, a, that was a blast. Oh, we wanted to go to that show, so we drove like eight hours to Denton, Texas to go to see Damn, this show. Damn, that's crazy. And b- after we bought tickets and committed, they announced... Oh, by the way, they're playing the next Friday night in New Orleans. I'm like, well, that's an hour away. Yeah, we're still going to drive eight. That's so we House still drove Blues, right? eight hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then we went to the House of Blues and I bought like ten tickets oh, and I man. took all these people. I'm like making people come. You have to come. You have to come. And one of the girls, I one of the people I invited, with this girl that I was kind of interested in, but there wasn't really a thing. And I now remember that. During that show, probably during direct line, while you climbed the rafters and then sat on the balcony yeah. to sing the end of the uh, song, yeah, yeah, which yeah, uh, yeah. I'd never seen anyone do. Um, it's the, the the wonders of wireless bikes. Oh man, uh, I think I kissed that girl for the first time. Yeah, but the reason that, it hurt, <laughs> that she popped into my head is I was with her that evening, like early evening of nine eleven. I went to her apartment, and now we're oh, kind of wow. you know we're kind of dating because it's like a few days, yeah. you know, two weeks later. And um, I had a gig that night. Oh yeah, I had a gig that night at a club downtown at Baton Rouge on 9/11. Oh wow! And I called at like the, I was supposed to go on stage at eight and play for 45 minutes or whatever. Yeah. And I called at like 6:30, and I said, "Are are we all still playing tonight?" And I don't know who it was. Yeah, the guy who answered the phone working the bar or something. He go he said something like, "Yeah, man, we're open. No bit no planes hit this building or something like oh, that." Wow. And I was just like. Yeah. Now screw that. I'm not I didn't go. I didn't even right. show up. Was I like it was you. just one of those things that I remember him saying that just like was so just appalling to me that I just I can't. Yeah. And I just sat there with that girl in her yeah. apartment and just watched TV and cried or some or yeah. whatever like we all did. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's I had totally just is. forgotten that until just now. Like that's yeah. oh
2: wow. I'll tell you like the the I've never heard anything like so the morning of nine eleven, I was I was awake. Corey was not awake. Corey Corey had partied a lot the night before at this Jane Magazine red carpet thing, and like he was he was basically I'll be honest, he was in the bathroom wrapped around the toilet. Corey was like he he was Corey. Here is how he was we we were in the same hotel room, and I get a knock on the door in the middle of the night, like three in the morning, and there is a very large African American security guard that has a a, a human grown person. in in like in his hands, like, like a, a baby, like a baby, <laughs> and the and his head is dangling, like you know he's not holding the head like a baby. You're like, supposed yeah. to, because it's a grown fucking you know twenty nine year old man, and he goes and it and he had vomit on him. Oh poor guy, not no not the security guard, no Corey. Corey, oh, yeah right. And so <clears> I get knock on the door and I'm like, uh, because I didn't go to the thing because I had gotten a shot for strep throat. Anyway, so I open the door and I'm like, is a security guard, but I didn't see Corey. I just saw this big dude's face, like in the eye thing, and I'm like, "Oh great, what did I do?" So, I open the door, and he's like, "Is this yours?" <laughs> and I go, and I look, and I go, "It is, it is mine." Yes, that is mine. And so he just he walks two steps in, and he just kind of, now I wouldn't say that gently, but he just kind of drops Corey on the ground, and he goes, "Okay, you know, have a nice night." And I'm like, "All right, whatever." <laughs> And Corey does not wake up at all, and I don't. This was not abnormal for me or anybody else, so I just went back to to sleep. <laughs> and so, I get up to go pee in the morning, and it wasn't wasn't very uh, like it wasn't that far from when the first plane hit. So I was still groggy, and I went went to the bathroom to go pee, and I can't pee because Corey is like resting his head and sleeping on the toilet. And so then I heard like you know like the craziest sound like a freight train tornado i didn't know what it was but it was a crazy sound i'll never forget and and then of course everything shook just i mean
0: shook like and you guys are how far away you're far enough away that they didn't evacuate
2: 30 30 29th street 28th street what i mean you know it it hit uh, the towers were on second and third, I think, okay. right? Because they're lower Manhattan. We're going downwards, so we're like maybe twelve blocks away. Mm-hmm. We're we're right like they they uh, well the, you know even the other buildings that were majorly affected. I mean that was up to like Tenth Street, mm-hmm. so we were ten more you know twelve more streets up was our hotel, and um, and so we were that close, and so but it shook it shook the hotel so bad. And my windows were closed, right? And I'm on like the, I don't know, the, the I, I was like double-digit floors. I was like on 17 or something like that. And so I'm like, what in the fuck was that? Like I'm just like, what is, what is that? And my phone rings in the hotel. Corey is sleeping. It does not budge, Corey, that this crazy, like, earth-shattering whatever it was. So I go and I answer the phone. And it's our manager who's on a floor or two below us, same hotel. And he's going like, "Hey man, what did you feel that?" And I'm like, "How could you not?" I'm like, "Yeah, dude, what in hell?" And he goes, "He goes, dude, turn on your TV." So I turn on the TV, and it's the news, at every station, and it's one plane, it's the smoke mm-hmm. from one tower. And he goes, "Some idiot must have missed LaGuardia," you know, like, yeah. And so
0: we were like, "All right." So um, none of us thought, no, it was what it was, not at all, not at that moment. No, and
2: I don't remember how many how much time was in between, but it wasn't that much. And so. We're talking about it. We're kind of going like, oh, dude, that's crazy. Like, who, who? how do you miss a a, a skyscraper? Like, how do you, it's going to be, that's weird, but no one thought. So, anyway, and he go and, and I remember Paul going like, uh, hey, man, I can't see anything out of my window the way I'm facing in the hotel or whatever. He's like, which way are you facing? I'm like, I don't know. And so we started, we were still watching the news, just like, oh, it's crazy. And then he goes, well, maybe you can, maybe, maybe you're facing the towers because I don't know north, south. Like, if mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm in another city. I, I'm bad at that. So I go, all right, well, hold on a second. So I go over and I pull the drapes open, like, you know, both at the same time. And right as I, I remember, I was, as I was walking to the window to do that, I heard this, the, the same thing. And it was louder this time. It seemed louder. It was the And it got louder louder. And I was like, what, is, what the fuck is going on? And I, as soon as I opened the, the drapes, the sound got really loud and the building started to shake and it looked like, I mean, we were so close that that thing looked like it was coming into your living room. And it was like, Whoo! but this time you could see it. And, and I could hear Paul screaming on the phone. Like I had phones on my shoulder and I hear, I could hear Paul, like, I don't know what he was saying, but he, he was like a panicked person. Yeah, screaming. He was like, oh my God. And I'm just like, just, I'm just dead silent. Just like, oh, and, and I mean, I almost threw up Like the phone fell off my shoulder. I could hear Paul screaming from the phone on the floor. And, and that's when everything kicked in. That's when we were all like,
0: yeah, the fear, obviously everybody in the world
2: world went like, okay, this is not a coincidence. But then, you know, you're wherever you were in Louisiana with your girl or the girl that you were with at the time, wherever anybody was like, that panic had to be with all of us, right? Mm-hmm. Watching it. Oh, I, it's such a travesty. It's such a crazy it's thing. It's a crazy, terrible thing. But if you're stuck next to it, oh.
0: and you don't know like what else is about to right. come. Oh, they're flying planes into tall buildings. Well, and here's what we heard. I'm in a tall building yes. a block away. <laughs> and
2: it looked like Independence Day. Like, there was gray stuff everywhere. So anyway, yeah. so what did everybody do in the hotel? What would you have done? Everybody grabbed whatever they could and started going they, it was not it was like it felt like normal to get out of your room mm-hmm. like nobody stayed in the room like we're safe here. Let's lock ourselves in our room. No, everybody went. Let's get the, well, let's get the F out of here. So we all started filing down uh, to the stairs and the stairs are packed. Nobody's going in an elevator. The elevators are jammed. And plus, I probably wouldn't be a good idea anyway. So we're doing like this slow walk. Like down twenty flights. Is Corey still in the room, or
0: did you wake him up at this
2: point? Corey, I woke him up. Okay, I woke him up. I don't know. I, yeah, he never saw. I don't. Yeah, like I went in there and I was like, you know, basically like Corey, you have got to get the fuck. And, and he didn't. He had. I think by the second one, he had figured out like something's, something's going, going on. on. Yeah. But he didn't know what because I remember he was like, "What is going on?" And like I was like, "We got to go. We got to go." And then like his adrenaline kicked it, so he he's fine then, or you know, hungover, but fine, fine. enough. So we all start slowly doing this walk down the stairs, and it took so long to get out out of the stairwell that uh, the like that weird crowd panic started to form, like the really scary where you started hearing those screams, you know, from other people that you don't know, like down a few floors. You Mm -hmm. could see everybody doing the stairwell walk, and you started to hear people just start to lose their minds, and I'm like dude, we're, we're stuck in Manhattan. Like New York's not the safest place to be on a good day, you know? (laughs) So it's like, we were like, what is going to happen when we get out of this hotel? Like when those doors open, because it was was like the little, uh, you know, work lights were on in the stairwell. So it's still kind of dark, but we were all just like, you know, when we get to get out of this stairwell, what's, what are we going to see? You know, we don't know what kind of car, we don't know if it's like red dawn, if there's parachutes dropping from the sky. And so we got out. Uh, into the streets, and you couldn't go anywhere. There's nowhere to go. There's 9 million people on that island. Mm-hmm. Like, where are you going to go?
0: And they're all running from... And they're all kind of just yeah. going
2: in circles, and everybody is on their cell phone that's not working. And then we hear, and everybody heard it, uh, there, there's there's chemicals on the planes. The planes were loaded with with chemicals. It's, it was a chemical attack as well. And so... We really did like everybody that we were around in Lower Manhattan had all thought that there's a good chance that we might all be dying of some kind of chemical mm-hmm. warfare that that was in the planes. I don't know how that started, but it, it ran rapid. Oh yeah. So then you're like, not only can we not leave, but we might be breathing stuff that could do very you know very much harm or or, or even kill us in a how we don't know how long. How long do you have? Right. That's a that's a terrifying experience, but and this is what I don't understand, and I've said this before recently on another podcast is that, so we went in the 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 hotel bar was still serving drinks, <laughs> and I mean like the bartender was still yelling at people to like not walk their tabs. They were like, hey hey hey, where are you going? you, mm-hmm. you got to pay your tab here. You know, so we we started ordering drinks because there was we couldn't go. Couldn't what go. are you going to do? Fletcher goes. We got to get off this island. We're like, oh yeah, we do. Good Fletcher. idea, Fletcher. There's <laughs> only so many bridges and tunnels. Like, and you oh, can by the it. way, they're
0: closing all the bridges and tunnels.
2: Yeah, and so uh, yeah, so anyway, we 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 started drinking because everybody's there. Everybody on the whole, I think that people never had a drink in their lives started drinking.
0: Since I'm the only one here, I feel like, and somebody has to say it, so I guess it has to be me, that's the most flicker stick thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) It was like, well, and then we started drinking. Well, well. you didn't
2: need a reason for that, (laughs) that was going to happen. Normally, normally we couldn't because we had a show that night, so because of the national tragedy or the the worldwide tragedy, we were like, you know, well, our nerves are shot, and there's not going to be a show, so we're going to drink.
0: Oh, my gosh.
2: Yep. It was nuts, man. Well, it was nuts. A, it was it was a terrible, terrible night.
0: As a fan at the time, like we all kind of knew that you guys, like even if not then in the immediate after, we knew you guys were there. Yeah, we knew you had been there. We knew that was part of
1: it's, it's your become, experience. But it's, I don't it's, think anyone it's become
0: lined up with us. Yeah, I don't think anyone. I didn't know until a few years ago, and you know, I read a post that your dad made. Mm-hmm. Um, when Welcoming Home the Astronauts was released on uh, all the streaming services, right. it was when I kind of really figured out that I knew you were there, and I knew it had an impact on you guys, obviously, because you were yeah, there. I, yeah. But I, what I didn't know was that that show not happening yeah. and all the people from Sony not being there to see the show yeah. and to, to well, feel and the, the whole and, thing. And,
2: and and I guess that's <clears> why <throat> when people ask about it, that's why I do talk about it, because here's the, here's the reality of it all, is that – you know we we did have some success because of that show but that that's people think that that's all that happened they were on the show they they won the show what happened why weren't why they weren't bigger why weren't you yeah so every day of my life since since 911 and some of the other guys too i mean some of them maybe still get recognized or you know whatever but all of us for a long time but still t- to this day for me i i am my moniker or my 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 the, the what you when you see me as a, a person that's in a band or whatever, it I get asked or told whether it's online, you know, talking or in person, you guys should have. Mm-hmm. That's that that it, it's like that phrase. I hear that phrase more than any other phrase it, that's spoken to me, other than that guy's kind of an asshole. You know, like, <laughs> but like literally, like
0: <clears throat> people, you guys should have been huge.
2: There'll you be guys strangers been bigger. that come yeah. to me on a daily basis. They go, "You're that guy." from that band, Flipper right? Yeah, I'm like, yes. And they may or may not know my name. They'll be like, dude, I was telling my friend that's you. Man, man, these guys, they should have been. And and whatever they say after that doesn't matter, right? right. That's the phrase that I live with, and I'll mm-hmm. never live it down. So I, I, I explain it because people usually want to know. It's not like it's a not interesting story. No, it is an interesting story. Unfortunately, but the thing is, is that it, it is a good question if you don't know why. Like you said you didn't know I the didn't ramifications know. Dude, I mean
0: I'm I'm and, a, and, and, I'm a and, huge and, and it makes fan it worse. and I didn't know. <laughs> it makes
2: it worse to know <laughs> because it, it, it's like it, you know is it worse to be is it worse to have you know uh loved and lost than than
0: you know no, never been loved at all? Dude, you're like Moonlight Graham from Field yeah, of Dreams.
2: So <laughs> it sucks the... because like it it's just uh it's it, I don't know. It's like um, it's it's now become synonymous with the band 911 and Flickerstick. Uh, it's like they it it we're we're connected to that.
0: I think you don't realize though that you are connected to it, and the people who know you personally know that that's part of it. I think that right. the, the this... well, I mean, if you learn anything about the band, you're not gonna not hear about it. Like it's going right. to be. That's it, why I wanted you to come here right. and tell that part of this story. That's yeah. why I told this story on the Big D and Bubba podcast. It would be like saying, like, because
2: the, because the, the Dixie Chicks, you would never know, like, that the, what what they said overseas right. didn't but ever make a, di- a difference. When it did, it but made that a was huge something difference. that
0: they no, I know, did, I, yeah, and absolutely. people reacted to. True. This is something that, that is. happened that had and nothing that, to do with you. That's that what just sucks. Derailed. That's what,
2: that's what sucks so bad is that you know, you know, the it's so hard to get those windows in the machine to open for any. Artist, band, comedian—like you could. There's so many talented bands and comedians and radio people that are so good at what they do that won't ever have those windows open for them. They'll have a couple, but they won't ever get that 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 machine that lines them all up for that one big that thing that makes it where they where you know their name and, and maybe they're not as good or maybe they are as good. But like that that those windows don't open all. They don't align like right. that and it, it there's nothing that you can do talent wise to make those windows align
0: no you, it, you can, listen i've been plenty in this of industry shitty a long
2: time. have been, that, that, that that has happened to right? you know i've I mean?
0: been in this industry a long time and i've and, and and to put this in terms of country like i've seen people that were the most talented yeah. singers and songwriters get passed people up. always say oh well radio only plays what they want people to like i'm like man if that was true right if yeah, i could right, make right, people right. like what i like yeah then the randy rogers band would be the biggest country music artist of all time but they it's, weren't and, yep. and and you know it's just yep. and you can't tell that guy's the most talented singer songwriter it country musician That's not in the point. World. it's not it 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 unfortunately it it's not, not the way it works line up yeah. It didn't line up. They did. You, you get the major label record deal, but yeah. then you you don't pick the right single, right. or you yeah. don't have the right moment. It's like if anything
2: is off, it could derail you. And and our our trajectory was like it was there. Yeah, I mean, it there was everything that needed to happen was absolutely in like the barrel of the gun, and and that came along, and and the whole gun blew up. But if that, if that wouldn't have happened... And then
0: right after that, Sony and BMG merged, and yeah, I think a lot of people right. who had and been so involved in bringing you on that, board well, were they, gone. Well, they fired
2: our A&R. Well, yeah. All right, so they kept us. A lot of labels started dropping bands that had debut albums. They were mm-hmm. just like, I don't know. Y'all's album, you know, we, we got to let y'all go. We don't know what's going on now. Yeah. Well, they kept us, and but they, we heard that, yeah, Coke's going to be delayed. And here's another thing I told somebody that, that had been signed to something recently that was younger. I said... Uh, if you ever hear in this game, especially in the music business with labels, it, I don't even know the labels are different these days. But like, it's like if you ever hear that we're gonna push something back or something's gonna get delayed a little bit, don't worry. Worry. <laughs> it it probably will never come out. Mm-hmm. Like that's a big worry. If they try to pull, blow it off, like oh, don't worry about it, man. we we're, we're gonna it's gonna six weeks from now. It'd be back. You know, don't worry. Mm-hmm. A little delay, no big deal it's a it's a huge deal it and it might be you might need to take that as like uh oh I think everything just might not happen at all because every time I've heard anything about delaying something it it is it is basically meant it's not gonna happen so yeah so they have fired a a and r or let'em go or whatever and 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 after that you don't have there's no the label doesn't know they don't care they don't, they, they don't know them, yeah eh. there's too many people. who's got this bad oh I don't know Oh, okay. Well, well, I guess what do we do with w- their
0: album that just we, that we had just yeah. promised
2: them and had all this machine, you know, like everything was set. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, sorry about the bad luck. You know, maybe we'll release Coke. I don't know. It doesn't matter anymore. And that's what it went. But then it went worse than that. Then it went like, well, we asked to leave because, you know, we were like, well, you know, we don't have any representation here. Can we go? Can we? Because we could take the money in our buyout clause and go make our follow-up record elsewhere. Right. Because they weren't. They weren't not going to make the new record. They just didn't. We didn't have anybody to talk to. You would call this the biggest label in the world, and they would go, "New record? Which band are you? Who are you?" Like, oh yeah, I know you. Yeah, I know you guys. But like, who's who's in charge of all this? And we're like, y'all fired him. And they're like, oh well, you'll have to call so and so. And that just became a no. There was right. no answer. It was like, well, this could go on for years. So we went. We we had no choice. We felt we were like, we well, We want to leave now because. You know y'all had our record got put out but everything nothing happened that was supposed to happen so that was out there but you know we had a chance to leave and we took it and and we we paid to have that record back to us and we left well then we noticed that we couldn't get any records astronauts couldn't be reduplicated for us we couldn't we couldn't like we ran out of our our little collection that we had for touring right. and we were like we need more and they were like uh we're not making it anymore, and we're like, "What do you mean you're not making it anymore?" Well, can we make more? No, y'all can't make more because, and we'd be like, well, "We own the the album." Do you? Do you like, now?
0: Oh yeah, okay.
2: And we're like, "Yeah, we got the paperwork." And they're like, "There's a lot of writing in that paperwork." You know, like that are was you, basically. Are, that are was you ba- yeah. me? Yeah, yes. They basically went prove it, prove <sighs> it. Yeah, now, now I'm not saying that they said that they own it. That's not what they're saying Uh per se. But this is all through like what lawyers had told us. The lawyers were saying like, that's what they're saying. They're going like, you guys have the paperwork say that y'all bought it back and that y'all own it. But we didn't physically have the masters. We don't know where they are. That that we just don't know where they are. But we had all the paperwork that said that we own the record. And they said, huh, you do? Well, we're not going to make anything back till y'all can prove it in court that you do. And so we're like, why would we have to prove this in court? Why do we have to go to court to prove that what y'all signed that says we own this record that we do? And they're like, basically, they, you know, they just didn't want to do anything about it,
0: and you know, or they wanted to keep the record and think that we would just, you know. I don't know. Well, and then you guys came out before <laughs> iTunes yeah, was a right thing. At, right around so, the same time. You know... Like, right as that was starting to since start. Since it wasn't their project anymore, they never put the album on iTunes, which no. means they never digitized and it. And they wouldn't let us mean, do it. And they wouldn't let you do it. And so not only was it never available for download, it but just when download became streaming... Yeah, nobody put it on. Nobody it. put it on streaming. So nobody you, you guys... We album, tried.
2: We tried our new management and, and, the, and other labels. They were like... <laughs> There was, there's been documentaries that, that that people have tried to do until they heard like y'all don't have the rights to astronauts, like we can't use that music. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, not as far as we know, no. Do you have it now? Is that we, from we do? Okay. Uh, now, that's a, that's a Corey question, right? Because I still don't know any of the details. If you're listening of how to this,
0: you can stream "Welcoming Home the Astronauts" the Epic uh, record as version of three months as ago, of just a few months so ago. So for
2: yeah. 18 years, that record so w- went tell- away. Something that somebody it, asked it, me it, it recently.
0: It's crazy. Somebody somebody asked me recently, like I understand that there are a lot of people who never heard of Flickr stick. What I don't understand right. is it seems like there were a lot of people who did know Flickerstick and I and I can't find them now. Yeah. Like like And I said, "Well, it's twenty years, and and people forget. And also, there's been nothing. It's like oh, you mean not the music? Like, yeah, because because the music wasn't there.
2: No. Well, there's only one album really that was available, and that was thank God we did this one, and it was causing a catastrophe. Right. Now, our second sound guy— that's a live
0: album that came out in two thousand two that has most of the Welcome Home the Astronauts music on it, and And, it's great.
2: We we didn't. All right, we were really busy back then, like touring all the time, and so our our second front of house sound guy said. Hey man, my other sound guy friend does live recordings mm-hmm. and he's really good at it. He has a truck that, you know, pulls up to the venue and all the cables go out. It, the whole process, you're going to have a live record if you'll... Because we already had a show in Dallas. And he's like, you need to do this. Let's record this show and sell it. Well, we were like, yeah, whatever, cool. Don't care. You know, like just t- talk to management or whatever. And so he got this thing to to happen. And, and if that wouldn't... You know, so we we did that record live and because he did that when we left epic and all that stuff stopped and that record disappeared, the only way anybody knows or still has any contact with these songs was because the live album went on sale. Now that little label, I don't know how little it is, but like the label that got the live record was called What, what Are Our Records, Our Records? Records in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And for 20 years that thing has sold it's it's sold because in in absence of the of real one, yeah, and the real one, you know, the the for the couple of months it was on sale, it it sold a, a, a good amount. So if it would have, not even not even if you know nine eleven, you know that still happened at all. But like if they would have just like if we would have been able to duplicate it, and still have it like available like everybody else, mm-hmm. like that would that would have been a lot. Uh, uh, you know, it would still be selling. You know, like. At least something. I mean it's still the library. I mean, it still says something. And it's
0: streaming now. It does. A twenty year old record that nobody's promoting. Yeah. Nobody's out now, there pushing it. And now, it's and it's streaming tens of so thousands of other, streams. There's other
2: songwriters li- listening. Um that's like a record. That's 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 a check. That's your job that disappeared as 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 royalties mm-hmm. for eighteen years. Like my my Corey and I's royalty payments our checks that would have been there had that record not been treated like that and not had to disappear for, for through this, for this basically, I I mean, I think it's highly unethical, but whatever. I mean, like it disappeared. My paycheck and Corey's paycheck disappeared for 18 years. And, and it, and it, and it, 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 it had a very huge uh, ramifications. You know, I, there's times in those, in, 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 not that long ago, ten years ago, where you know anything would have helped me, where I was you know struggling for work and still playing, but you know things, but like to a point where you know it it's hard to realize that it's hard to it, you take any other artist that got to a point where where we were at and then say and they've still like 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 take the toadies they're from Dallas, Rubberneck was a big album back in the nineties, right? They still that album still sells so much a year and it steadily sold so much a year for 25 Mm -hmm. years right it's it's been on a steady sale for 25
0: years even people who bought the album back in the day they just pull it up on spotify and they just listen to songs and you get money a little bit
2: like vaden lewis the singer of the toadies if i if i said vaden what if that record was only on sale for nine months and then it disappeared for the last eighteen years, how much money would you've lost? Now they were you know, bigger band than us with hits, but like they even cut that in half, which yeah, would no, be. but they weren't they weren't that Oh my god, dude. Vague yeah. would be like that that'd be that'd be a that'd be six figure, seven figure, you know, like that'd be a lot of over money. Over time,
0: yeah, it's a lot of over money.
2: twenty-five years? Like for us eighteen years mm-hmm. be a lot of money. So it's it's like because of that. Major label, whatever they tried to do, and stopped us from duplicating, argued, took us to court, uh, and ceased and desisted us from owning our own record, which we bought from them, because that stopped that from being duplicated, that me- that means that, you know, at least Corey and I as songwriters, we l- I lost a lot, a lot of money. And this is coming from a person that had no money before that. So, you know, boo-hoo, but like... It's that's how that's a, that's a big deal to me. Of course, it's a big deal to me because it's, you know, but I mean, like in the grand scheme, of it, it's just messed up. It's messed up how you can just watch all this momentum and watch this album that that was so great. And then like not only the 9-11 part, but like then the album disappears, like how yeah. that is messed up. Like you just watch your whole career go away by by these events that happened, which was which horrible. And then you think it can't get much worse. You know, just like can't get much worse. And then they're like, "Yeah, well, now y'all, now your album's gone too." <laughs> uh, but you, but you know, and we just we we went we, so we made Tarantula, which
0: that this album transition to something that album positive, was made in which was a lot is that, of angst. That is my favorite record of all time.
1: Well, if
2: if, if sheer panic and misery and and, and, and anxiety, <laughs> if you mix that all all up in it, you know, in a big yeah, in a big in a big uh, pot, and you put it on wax. That's what tarantula sounds like. That was that was me and Corey losing our minds of like what happened. That that's a record of going what what just happened. All the meaning behind a lot of those songs and the energy and the and the confusion like Catholic scars and chocolate bars doesn't really make a lot of sense, you know, contextually, but it does. Oh, it, it there's it there's, does. there's meanings underneath it. The tourist is a big one. Where will you go now that it's over? Now mm-hmm. that you're older, it's got Where double entendres.
0: Yeah, some of it's about getting older, but some of All it's about— All we are is gone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I it's get it. It's a lot. It's a lot of that—you re- made, you know— That record was made from
2: from sheer, what, like, WTF.
0: That's what that is. Well, I'm sorry that that's what astronauts, you had to go through to get there. that' was positive. Yeah. Because, With love, we will survive. Right. We but, can do anything. Everything's going to be great. Tarantulas. We were so
2: young, good, young guys it's... that were just, we were trying not to suck. We were, That's what <laughs> Astrodot's, Astrodot's motivation was, dude, we're a good band. Hopefully, we could just not screw this up. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. w- later on, when people were like, but this is one of the best debut albums, you know, uh, uh, in Dallas or Texas or you know, whatever, we we're like, if you'd have told us that when we were making it, we'd be like, yeah, are you sure true. you have the right band? <laughs> no. Nah, oh, okay. So, yeah. But I don't know. But it, it's so back I, now. It's back. It's been on
0: sale now it's for It's on three sale. Months. People can get it. They can stream it's it wherever it. It's become fantastic. a weird culty collector's item. Personally, some. I suggest you go first to stream the stream Tarantula.
2: The first four songs of Tarantula? first
0: four to six songs. If yeah. you don't like Flickr Stick after you listen to the first six songs on Tarantula, we can't be music friends. That's the thing. But Well, I appreciate I, that. I, I've been telling people that, and I had some people that come to the show that, that I just told them to go listen to that, and then they showed up. So Right. Well, um, you know
2: all right here's here's what here's something I learned last night that that I've that I've been hearing just recently since all this started four months ago and but I hear it more and more and there's obviously through you having me back here last night that there was there was there was a there was a good crowd of people there that mm-hmm. that I haven't that hasn't had it there hasn't been any interest like that in a while right and it's a it start of some but my point is that everybody last night was they all kind of had the same they said it in a different way, but they were all going trying to trying to tell me the same thing of like, you know what 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 I feel like is about to happen or what is might be happening with all this, and they knew it, I knew they what you know, I knew they were talking about it, is they, they were going like, It's so overdue. All this ended it was so wrong. It was just so chaotic what happened twenty years ago mm-hmm. that what if and it's like everybody wants to hope for the best and everybody nostalgically wants to see someone or a band that they really loved 20 years ago. It's almost like, do you think maybe this is like the second shot or like to, you know, this resurgence that's happening, This this nostalgic kind of like there's new energy back into this after 20 years. Maybe this is maybe this time it'll go right. Right. And now I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. At I all. know you're not saying and that. And I don't. But I I don't think that that's what's happening to a point that they might be saying it. But um, but it it it's it's a fun. It's a very. It's a thing that I think it's easy to wish for. It's like you know, and it, it felt good to hear that from so many people that were like, "Man, you know, maybe maybe all this stuff that's happening now, it's maybe it's the, you know, this time there won't be." And 9-11 this time the label won't you know take your record away mm-hmm. and, you know this and that and i'm like this time it,
0: you're older and you might
2: not yeah, drink as much right right <laughs> that, that too right <laughs> yeah absolutely and so it you know it's it's nice to hear that even though i i'm like i, I thank you for saying that yes that's but i it.
0: know and i know that's where you come from but like i for what little bit of a role i played in this oh you'd been a little bit i I did you sang it. on stage. I had no idea, man, and I'm a little embarrassed by that because uh, I did awesome. I said I'm not going to do that. I didn't uh, have that much of this. You know, I just only got him here. I know, the, but I didn't. I didn't want to make it about me. Done. I wanted to make it about you. I really did. My motivation you, was to make did. it about you, and you did the until, whole and, and, time
2: until in the show I went, hey, "Y'all, this is Patrick's party." And then, and know. then
0: I was like, and when Ansley <laughs> said, "I don't know if I know the words," I'm like, oh, "Let me tell you something, honey. I know the words." I heard and you I will, say that. Too. I know. I will sing Ooh. never enough. I so I told you this. I Heard that brightest day too. Oh. She goes, "I don't know the words, Patrick." You can have my
2: mic, and Patrick, <laughs> Patrick, like basically is like pushing her out of the way, like. Girl, if you don't know the words and you just need to let well, me get the the Well, at others. first I was like, "No, I just want to
0: sit here. I've been singing that song." Right. You were the one that told me for 15 years. I told that you one. that that um my whole like I quit playing music when I moved to Nashville. Like I did it for about a year. But when you come here Which, and you're not that committed that's to it. It's a bizarre phrase. Well, yeah, but I came here for work and 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 <laughs> you know, my best friend Damien, he was playing music every night and I just didn't feel like I had it anymore, and I was getting—I was in my mid twenties. I quit I just, gambling when I moved to Vegas. Yeah, people do quit gambling. I know gambling it's when weird. Though, you Vegas. Never hear anybody go like, eh, "I quit music, because, because but I, I realized there's so much, so many people who were oh, better no, than me, right, and younger right, than me, you. You. and prettier than me." And I was I like, "I just you. don't want to fight this." I get you. Um, but I still play music, and I still—you know—there'll be parties at my house, and yeah. there's a guitar. I, 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 yeah, yeah. And so if someone—if there's a guitar, smart move. Yeah, if there's a guitar, and I—and someone says play a song. Oh, right. And I can only play one song. Oh, yeah. I I don't know how it happened. It wasn't intentional. Uh I play Never Enough.
3: That's awesome. That's my song. That's awesome. I was,
0: in this, I was in this thing in Germany one time, and these people asked me to play, and they don't even speak English, but I had a guitar with me. They're like, do you play? And they said, play us one song. And so there's a big crowd of people. So I sang Never Enough. I was sitting on the a, a, a side of a cliff overlooking the ocean in That's Wales awesome. with my best friend, and he said, you have to play a song now. So I went and got my guitar out of the car, and I say, and Never, Never Enough. enough. That's, That's awesome. my song. See, maybe so, this, is,
2: this, is, this is a lot more about you than you think. Look, you spread it worldwide. I am. You're but,
0: doing a world tour of Never Enough. So. That's it's just it's just such a beautiful song. Even if you don't Thank know you. it, it's so simple and easy to play. It, it is. It's a four chord, yep. easy to play song. I can do it without screwing it up. <laughs> um, my friends Marilyn and Joey sing a three part harmony with me I and heard, on my birthday. That's oh. what we do. So I sang Joey's part last night. I'm like, I, I heard some I, normally, harmonies. Yeah, normally I sing Brandon's part, but uh, I, since Brandon I, is well, here, <laughs>
1: you
0: know. uh, but I, I, I just there. at that's first fun. that's why I sat on the floor because I was just like, no. I, I'm I'm here to see him sing it. I don't know if I ever saw you sing "Never Enough." I don't, I don't think you guys played that very much on the Toronto no, tour. Cause it, uh, it was yeah, because so, I know.
2: I played piano on that song, and like we didn't always have a, a wheel out the piano for that, so mm-hmm. we just kind
0: of skipped it a lot. But like, so you play that in Germany? I played it in Germany for people who barely spoke You're English. Like, that was the we song. We have ways, but of it's beautiful. You play. Like even if you don't know, we have ways of making you play. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, I just you will play the "Never Enough." I come back to for what little bit of a part I played in this, my motivation was number one, I wanted to see you sing those songs again. So whatever that cost, uh, it was worth it. And whatever, and if we could get people here yeah. and, and make it even better. But but beyond that, I thought I want Brandon to know that people will come from all over the country just to see him sing these songs. So maybe there is a, something in this beyond that, you know? All
1: right.
2: I'm going to say this and I mean it. All jokes aside, is that you know, I've done I've done some of these uh, type shows and the promoter or whoever's in charge that is your role. Uh they're all nice and they all want the best and they you know, and they do this and and that and 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 a lot of times it works out for whatever it, it went good, went bad, but it, you know, that's just what they do. They, they tell you things you have the talk and then, you know, they help you out. They drive you around or something. I don't know. Make it, make the show happen. That's what producers do. Right. And, um, but, but Patrick, it, you know, you, I mean, I could tell, I could tell even when we talked on the phone that, 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 you know, cause all the, the, the speech, you and I's roles on the, on the, in the talking is all the same. It, it's the stuff that has to be communicated for mm-hmm. it to happen. But like, when I, when I got here yesterday or day before yesterday and, you know, we were driving around and, and we got to hang out, we would eat Mexican food.
1: Mm-hmm. like we went guitar shopping not, for guitars we weren't even going to buy. That's not what, but,
2: that's not what a, a normal promoter or producer would do. or And if they did do it, it would be more like a part of the job. Mm-hmm. You know, like, dude, we were just hanging out. <laughs> it was cool. And, like, and, and I knew that, you know, you generally, like, you, when you had me come here, it, it wasn't just to, like, possibly, it had nothing to do with money. I know that. But or even to like promote yourself. You had no real like there I mean granted, you know, like the money thing, like, even if there would have been no money in play, like you would have still done what you did. Absolutely. And and had me come out and, and play Nashville again, which I don't I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have been able to do. I mean, I'm maybe if I you know, bugged some the clubs, like everybody else does, but it's hard. Nashville's not an easy place to get a show in. Listen,
0: I thought I you had a lot of connections in the music industry, I people, and I had clubs that wouldn't take my call. Right, you know? and I was
2: like, when I when you booked the show it told me where it was, and I didn't know the five spot, it's been so long since I've been here. But when I told other people, because I work in the industry back in, in DFW, if I mentioned it to anybody that does know Nashville, they'd be like, where are you playing at? First, they were like shocked. They're like, you're playing Nashville? Like mm-hmm. You haven't been there in 12 years? I can't get a show there and I live there, you know, or stuff like that. And I would, I'd be like, uh, yeah, well, I'm playing this place called The Five Spot. I don't know. I haven't played it. And they're like, really? Really? You're playing The Five Spot? Yeah, it, that's a good venue. Yeah, that's a yeah. Like, You just uh, just called them up and said, like, uh, hey, I'm from Texas. I haven't played there in 12 I'll years. I'll tell
0: you this. The Five Spot doesn't book out-of-town acts. I know. They you, only book my, local that's acts.
2: My point is that, like, somehow you made all this happen and you didn't do it for any other reason that you just wanted it to happen.
0: My goal with this show—it was awesome. Was and I, to thank you for that. Make Brandon happy and make a bunch of other people. And let me tell you, there we were a bunch of happy people in that club last night. It was. But my it was awesome. my financial goal was to sell enough tickets to break even, and we and, sold exactly enough tickets to break even, and that was amazing. And that's not yeah. And I and I
2: wish there would have been a lot more for you. I, no,
0: and I feel the opposite way. I, I wish we like, had more people. That's so also you what made a promoter does
2: not do. They don't ever go grab the
0: artist when they break even and go, dude. dude we broke even, dude. I, I didn't make any money, but I didn't lose
2: any
3: I money. I didn't lose any money.
0: This is awesome. Give me a high five. I <laughs> didn't even spend any money on alcohol last Never night though, because everyone bought me drinks. I I won. Yeah, I won all you around. Did. You did, man.
2: And okay. Like, yeah. Brandon has a plane was, to catch. Was so I was about to I, say
0: I don't know what time it is. It's it's, it's like one thirty, but I just want to uh, say.
2: Oh yeah,
0: we're good. Maybe you I, did. We're, we're good, but yeah. I I. I have to tell this story, not even just to tell it to you, but just because, as a podcast for the people listening. And I did tell this story before on episode ten of the podcast, and I haven't brought this up at all this weekend. But I know you probably know where I'm about to go with this. But uh, I'm in a flashback to I don't know my early. I haven't 20s. got to
2: hear the the episode yet that you're talking about.
0: Oh well, then I've got it saved. I haven't I haven't listened. Okay. To it yet.
2: It's been passed around so
0: so you you know me now okay Uh, you you recognize me I'm a gray haired guy with a gray beard I'm a very large fellow but you have to try to remember and I don't expect you to remember this because it maybe didn't mean anything to you but when I tell people the greatest night musically of my life oh no okay I went to a show you guys played at Vanderbilt you played like an outdoor concert
2: we played with it was like with a not Kanye. uh,
0: Talib Kweli, there's mm-hmm. a bunch of, but, yeah. bunch of different of, Yeah, and you were the headliners. Players. It yeah. was like 2004, I had just moved to Nashville. I remember that. And I that. met uh, Crystal and Cheryl, who ran your street team, when I moved to town. Right. So I saw them at the show, and the show was amazing. It was great.
1: Yeah, it was and outside, right?
0: Afterwards, yeah, it was a Saturday night, and so I was like, uh, every Saturday night, because I was new to town, I would go to the taping of this, this TV show called Nashville Star. Oh, yeah. Because I had friends who were the judges yep. and stuff, so they had a big after party every week. And that was I didn't have a lot of friends, so that was my social life. I would go to the Nashville Star after party because I knew everybody there. So I told the two girls who ran the street team, I said, listen, I'll see you guys. They go, you don't want to stay? We're going to go backstage. We're going to say hi to the guys. I'm like, I'll see them next time. I'm going to go to this party. But y'all come to the party. I meant the two oh, of them. No. I was like, y'all come to the party. I think I do remember this. Oh, yeah. and Because um, it was at a club in downtown Nashville. I but do remember But if this. it was if you knew where it was, it was like a private event, they would let you in. They just yeah. weren't letting you in public. So I'm not thinking of you. I go to the club, and my friends, the Warren brothers, were judges that year, and oh, they're playing, no. and Brad Warren's on stage playing guitar, and I'm just sitting there happy. I
3: remember this. And
0: all of a sudden, the music stops. Oh, shit. Brad Warren's just freaks out, and he goes, Oh, my God. My favorite singer in the whole world just walked into this bar, oh, and I'm like,
1: "Oh my god! Oh, wow! Who's
0: Brad Warren's favorite You've singer?" You've been holding Let me turn out on this story this whole this time. This whole time, I turn around and I look, and it's freaking Brandon Lee, as you and Fletcher and Mick, yeah, uh, it, Kane and maybe a couple other, it, guys, but it, not but it, it wasn't pro- Corey or probably Rex. Probably
2: not sober
0: either yeah, oh you well you might have been when you got there okay uh you came in you played a song it was great and that everybody's having fun you know and then everybody's just partying yeah and i remember, I remember there's this. this moment where we're all sitting there afterwards and uh you said something to me about uh he goes well, you go okay i get it you like are you like us. what what other kind what other music do you like i'm like well my favorite band Besides y'all, is the Smashing Pumpkins, but you know, they broke up and then we started talking about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, it's cool. So then
0: the Warren brothers come over and say, it's like two o'clock in the morning. You go look the the bar's closing, but the guy who owns the bar oh. owns a, a, an apartment upstairs. So we're all going to go to like the after after party upstairs. Yeah,
2: I remember that too. Do you remember this? Yes. Oh my God! We, we ended up in like the the Warner Brothers bus or something later uh, on.
0: Yeah, that. we um, something. No, know. that was a different night. Okay, um, but, but I remember, we're in I this party. apartment. Yes, I do. Up at this thing, I and do. we we as soon as we got upstairs, and this guy's got guitars everywhere, and uh-huh. I just picked one up. And I started playing Cherub Rock by The Smashing Pumpkins. Uh-huh. And I was like, and then you walked into the room and I stopped. And I and he uh, goes and he, and Brandon goes, dude, what's wrong? Play what are you doing? I remember this now. I didn't he know. Didn't that play it, the song. I, I didn't knew that was you. That was me. Oh my god. That was god. me. I remember this. I was me. I was little, young and I had long hair and I was less fat. So this, <laughs> this is hard to this remember. This is
2: one of the one of, one instance that when I do say I remember that, because you know, those after parties could get yeah really blurry, but
0: no, I remember that. So I, I'm playing Cherub Rock and, and you imagine okay, I'm twenty five years old. You. I'm I'm like a oh huge music fan. This guy is my favorite singer ever. I'm playing my my other favorite band. I'm playing Trevor, and all of a sudden I'm playing it because he told me to, and then fucking Brandon Lee starts singing Cherub Rock, right. and then there's a crowd of like five, yeah, or, five or six I girls, you know, people that like Fletcher and Mick and the Warren Brothers and everybody, they don't care. They could care less about yeah, us right, singing. Right, right, right. So I played it, and you sang it, and I was like, that was crazy. The
2: was there another
0: song? Oh, no. And then you said, okay. what else do you yeah, know? I, I, I and I was that. like, it's like a little oh, show. I don't know. I, and so we <clears throat> started, we played Fake Plastic Trees, we played uh-huh. all kinds of stuff. I'm like, like i'm just like what do i know that's cool that he won't think it's lame I remember this uh and then like i i said he said you said do you know something and i'm like no he goes oh i do here and then you played it and you're like encouraging me to sing with you and i'm like this is not a- this is before people had cameras on their cell phones right, brandon right, so there's right, no right, pictures right, right. no videos i do remember this. just my mind of this is the I greatest didn't know that was you that was me you had no idea that was me but no, I, I was hoping you would remember I that do night remember and that. here's why because well let me finish I was not going to be that lame dude that plays a flicker stick song to oh, show no, you that I can play yeah. a flicker stick song. But you said something I can't remember what song it was. But you said something about oh, we had taken that song and we broke it down and we changed. We kept the chord progression, this and the lyrics the same, but we changed the melody and the and the timing. So it's like a totally different song. And I and I, I, my outside oh, yeah? voice came out by accident, and I said, "Yeah, I did that with one of your songs." Uh, and then as soon as I said it, like that part of my brain you know (laughs) goes oh god now i'm lame and you just looked at me and said which one and i said sorry wrong trajectory and you took the you were holding the guitar and you turned it around and held it out and went oh no i don't show me oh really? so now i'm sitting there and i'm like having an actual panic attack oh that's three o'clock in the morning that's so crazy. I played this little bit of a of a reworked version of Sorry that I used to sing with my band. Yeah, and that was it. I got to the chorus and I stopped and I was like, "Don't be any more lame." You like that was <laughs> that was beautiful, man. I I actually am moved by that or something. And then but that was going to be the end. Yeah. But that was the thing that got Fletcher's attention. Oh no! He comes running across the room and he's like, "Dude, what else do you know? can you yeah. play more?" And oh, I'm yeah, like, right. well, "Yeah, I can play all of it." And he it- goes. When you say all of it, yeah, what well, I'm like, didn't name it? something. He said, play lift, and I start playing the bass line for the beginning of the song, and he's freaking out. Yep. Him and Mick are high five, and each other. Mick had to be far behind. Oh yeah. You were, to jam. oh, yeah, you were standing there, like, I couldn't tell if you thought this was cool or awful. You didn't no. say anything, and he, they're like, I can't believe you know all these. He's like, play, play, got a feeling, and I played it. And he's like, I can't believe you know yeah. this stuff, and I'm like, dude, if you're impressed by that. Let me show you this. And I started playing the beginning of "Right Way to Fly." All right, which you had to be—not yep. to be one of those guys. But you had to be a real fan almost, because that wasn't on the. I Epic. almost played that last night. too. I know, I know you were. I'd, this I play know. it
2: for you right now if you had a guitar.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go get a guitar. And I'm gonna have we're it. gonna play it. But um <laughs> we, I played the beginning of "Right Way to Fly" and including the little the picking and all yep, that. And yep, yep, and yep. I remember you looked at me and he goes. Don't look at me, dude. I I'd sing it, but I don't even know the words. And I'm like, Oh, it's okay, I know the words And I started yeah, singing that's awesome. and We all sang wow. the chorus together you and it was what? great. And the night just kinda ended. That's but I awesome. remember when you left and you guys were getting in a cab and you turned to me and said this was a very special night for me and I'm never going to forget it. And so I've been meaning to I, I've been waiting I, to say. I do remember I wonder if you I totally really remember that. that. Yeah, I do. I do. I remember that. I because remember, I knew you wouldn't recognize me because I, I couldn't look I more played. different.
2: I remember what horrible choice of song that I tried to do at that after party bar with the Warren Brothers right there. And it was just I was I was already kinda drunk and, and I, I was like the idiot that because I'm not a country guy and mm-hmm. I don't play country music. And I tried to do like a country blues
0: like <laughs> All you had to do was stand there and sing Coke and we would have I all really loved it. And but instead, you know, when
2: gets, So they somebody gave me a guitar and like, hey, you want to play it? And and mm. so then what what do I try to do? I try to like it's like when you two like tried to go bluesy and mm. then and then tour like the Mississippi in the in the Delta. Yeah. It's like are you really gonna try to play our music and then, and bring, then
0: it bring it, it to here? Us? <laughs> Like you, yeah, put, this, this is, is not, not the right This is
2: not, yeah. i oh, you know what? I'm in Nashville, I'm gonna try to play like some country blues kind of thing going on. That's not even what I do, and then try to have that be something that's impressive. I was, I was so embarrassed after that, whatever little thing I did. I was like, I realized it halfway through when I was playing. I'm like, oh, Jesus, Brandon, what? <laughs> <laughs> I think I can remember seeing like, that look on your I face. I was like, just get this like, over with. Oh, I don't want to play anymore. Do? Here, here's the, the, the guitar thing back. Thing or- Why would I do that? And then, and then after that, I was in a bad mood. And I then I remember going upstairs to that party. And then I think some guy, because all my guys, all my guys were doing off doing whatever. And mm -hmm. then I remember like just like still embarrassed from that. That I was like, oh, some dudes playing Smashing Pumpkins. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go like you know that guy seems cool. So I remember all I remember that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay,
0: I was I. This is supposed to be a podcast. Not uh whatever, but I'm going to get a guitar and I'm gonna we're gonna freaking play. Oh like
2: just stay right there. I'm not I gotta I gotta remember the second verse. <laughs> I know it. I know it. Oh no. I sound like Marge Simpson. My voice is so shot from singing and smoking. I sound like, like I'm dying. Oh man. This isn't
0: plugged in. This
2: yeah, isn't right, plugged in. This up. is literally
0: just it's pretty
2: Pretty
1: day. close, yeah.
0: It's more That's the Epiphone, than more the, uh, Epiphone uh, <laughs> Master Series. That thing is always in oh, tune. I gotta change the seat because it's yeah. got arms here. Yeah, switch to the uh, yeah, I get the stool. stool. Uh, five with St. Patrick does not usually come with musical performance, yeah. Uh, neither does
2: Brandon's uh, involvement in podcasts, but yeah, you know, I, I
0: this is for me. I might cut this out. I don't know yet. <laughs> Just well, for... I
2: haven't got it right yet because I don't know if I remember the second verse too well.
0: It's okay. I'll I'll feed you the lyrics. I
2: think that's how it starts. Anyway.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's it.
3: Listen for sounds you've been chosen a year Like you're laughing alone in the dark Feeling so down, there's nothing to fear With the break that I feel in my arm, And I suddenly see someone's waiting for me of religion, Silhouette a image, a daydream. daydream I'm sitting around, the turntable spinning
1: And you're running on it.
3: Look out yesterday Tearing all of Every word you say Cause I know there's a right way to fly And a right way to die So I'm just holding on Na 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 This is what I don't remember.
0: Now I'm in the pain like a brand new beginning.
3: Now I'm in the pain beginning. like a brand new beginning. Everyone here knows my name Uh,
0: And the merry-go-round makes you feel like
3: you're spinning And everyone's screaming my
0: name And I suddenly see something waving at me A silhouette image, a daydream And I'm hearing sounds of the turntable spinning Like
3: you're running on air And I feel alright sometimes So look out, yeah Everything inside. Yeah, da da, da da da. Say goodbye to yesterday.
0: day of my life right now this actually tops last night this is so amazing
3: I could have heard the same after it goes it goes up
0: to the to the 10 and 12 <laughs> oh like, does it yeah like, what no
2: I forgot Tennessee? I was trying to figure that out for, yeah dude Watch. I could not remember where I went after like
0: the C 90% it's I thought it was F yeah right
2: that, that, that I got and then it goes yep All right. so it would be uh, that's D yeah. it's I it would say F yeah. it's D oh that's what I that, I almost <laughs> if it wasn't for that I'd have played that last night you know uh.
0: So you guys just got to witness me losing my complete and total mind uh, for myself. That was pretty amazing. That's
2: that's awesome. I, I, I'm glad that I that I uh, butchered that song. On,
0: I'm glad I that guess. I waited until now. After all the talking we did all weekend, <laughs> I waited till now to go. Hey,
2: well, do you Miss remember you that, last <laughs> night too? Uh, I was going to end with "Miss Missing You," but I didn't because we were running on. You know, I don't know if you know that
0: song. Uh, I do, but if you want to play, I'm certainly not going to tell you not to.
3: Tell me again just what you came to see On a Sunday you stood down the hall you waiting on me As broke as a tailor down in Soho I Don't want you to see Pretending that I'm alone I just want you here I count the days Overworked and underpaid While your cigarettes In your crowded little rooms The jukebox never plays Oh One more drink And I'll be coming home If home's where you'll stay Uh
0: The rest of you enjoyed my private performance. That was the greatest part of my weekend. That was unbelievable. Brandon, I, I, I'm sure there's other stories and stuff we could have told. This guitar but is awesome. Isn't that a great guitar? Yeah, it's awesome. Epiphone Master Series. No, That's Patrick, I, very I had a
2: blast. I haven't had this much fun in a weekend since, you know, 2000 something.
0: You know, I, I have a lot Long of things. Long time ago. I have a lot of things I wish would have gone better. I wish we would have made more money. I yeah, wish we would have, you know, of course, I like, you know, like we, buddy. I, I wish people weren't afraid of COVID. I wish people it, weren't afraid of, this uh, was a total success in, in many other ways. Oh yeah. We made a lot like, of I people. I don't want to go home. I got to go
2: get on a plane now. Yeah. And I don't, I'd rather not.
0: We I made really a lot would. of people I, very I stay happy. in Nashville.
2: Can I stay here? You can stay here. I'm going sleep in the studio. <laughs> we get you a spot. I'm just gonna be. I have a I'm guest gonna, room. I'm you be can like, stay. Like it's how, fine. Like how Dominic got in our band, he just kind of said, "Hey, I'm your new drummer." He didn't audition. He, did. he just <laughs> bullied his way into the band. I'm gonna do that with your job. I'm just gonna be go like, "Hey, dude, I work here. now. like, I'm the new janitor slash PA guy it's like, What do you need, man? I'm, They're like, "Why is Brandon still here?" He thinks he works here. He thinks... <laughs> Are we going to pay him? No. Nah, Not really, no, no. But we're just going to see how long that he thinks he works here. Oh, or, gosh.
0: security, please come get Mr. Lee out of Studio B. <laughs> All right, we're going to go eat something and I'm going to bring Brandon to the airport. I, I cannot thank you enough for what has, for me, been a, like just a dream come true this whole Man, weekend. It's been, I,
2: it's been the same for me.
0: I literally, Carson, who works for me last night, is a, is a music-obsessed, crazy person like me. I've been to over 3,000 concerts. She's been to more than that. Right. And she said, you told me about this idea two years ago. You dreamed this this crazy I idea really of, heard about it I'm going to get right this guy yeah, to come to Nashville, and we're going to make it a magical night, and it's going to be great for the fans, and it's going to be great for him, and I get to... Just see it. I don't care yeah. about any other part of it. Yeah. And maybe I won't lose money. And it didn't. Yeah, and, that's right. And she said, you know, "Look to at this." Other she pulled me aside. Did not lose money. That's right. She pulled me aside and looked at the crowd and said, "Look what you
1: did." Yeah, and no, I it was
2: great. You did a, you did a great job, man. Well, there was like four four cities I was supposed to come. I was, I was booked to go play or in the process of doing right when COVID hit, mm-hmm. and Minneapolis, Chicago, a couple others, and and here. Like, as in starting to talk with, yeah. with you, uh, we'd had mutual contact. And this is the only one that's actually come to fruition since COVID. So,
0: well, that, that hasn't been a priority. So this there's... has been great. If there's a reunion show, I want to buy my tickets. But you got to make sure I get some before they sell out. So that's all oh, I'm asking. I'll, I'll be sure, there. I will make sure you're there. <laughs> I will be there. If Don't they, worry. If that were to happen, if it happens, I want to be there. And I, gosh, I'll this is this. amazing.
2: If it was ever to happen, it would be soon. Because if mm. it ain't, it it'll never happen. So it's it's one of those all like right. you know if you it's got it's got a very big time watch on it or time clock like countdown because I just know this band and it's like if it's not gonna happen now it'll never happen.
0: Well, I know that the people are as excited, the hardcore fans are as excited as they've been in a long time, and you gave all of us a gift last night with an amazing set. Well, and I, I appreciate um, that. Wow, this was fun for me. The rest of you, I hope you enjoyed it just a little bit. Uh, Brandon's dropping things. Um, uh, This podcast is a service of Silverfish Media and Compass Media Networks. Bye, Keith. Bye, Keith.